0: Okay, raise your hand if you have heard the word unprecedented more than you've ever heard in your life during this quarantine, okay? Now, if you have heard that, keep your hand up if you're sick of hearing that word by now. (laughs) I know I'm about sick of hearing it too, but it really is a good word to describe where we are right now. And it's why we're asking this third quarantine question, is the pandemic a sign that the world is about to end. Anytime we experience something so unprecedented that is so global and so cataclysmic, if you will, we have to wonder, and many people have in history, wow, could this be it? Could this be an indication that this old world as we know it is about to end? You know, since the first century when Jesus' first coming happened, his followers have been obsessed with his second coming. And here's where it began. It's often been said that the first time jesus came he came in humility with salvation in his hands but the second time he comes he will come in glory with judgment in his hands listen to what jesus said in matthew 25 starting verse 31 when the son of man comes in his glory and all the angels with him then he will sit on his glorious throne before him will be gathered all the nations and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. Now that sounds like a pretty big event that we would all want to be prepared for, right? And that is why just a chapter earlier at the beginning of Matthew chapter 24, Jesus's 12 disciples approached him. And this is what happened. Starting in verse three, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Guys, how Jesus answers this question also answers our question today, quarantine question number three, is this pandemic a sign that the world is about to end? Anytime we experience a big cataclysmic event, we wonder, could this be it? Is this a sign that the end of the world is about to happen? I'm sure people thought that during the World Wars. I'm sure that people wondered about that in the big flu epidemic in 1918. And I know even when I was in college and the Gulf Wars were beginning, we were wondering, wow, is the world about to end? This is probably very normal. Now, at the beginning of this quarantine, I remember someone pointing out to me, hey, did you catch that we had those Australian wildfires that the rains couldn't quench? And then on top of that, had you heard that there were locusts swarming farms in Africa right now? And then now we have this coronavirus spreading across the globe? They pointed out to me this verse in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 13 says, When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or command locusts to devour the land, or send a plague among my people. Whoa. Pretty coincidental, right? And then the verse after that's pretty powerful. It says if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. That's an awesome verse. And you know, maybe you can argue, wow, is, is that why we're going through this? Is this something that is happening so that we will finally humble ourselves and pray and seek his face? You know what? If it takes a global pandemic for us to finally do that, that's a good thing. But does that actually mean that the world is about to end because of a pandemic like this? I wanna give you today five principles for preparing for the end of the world. And these principles are gonna help you understand and answer that same question that you're asking. Is this the end of the world? Is this what's going on? Well, let's begin with principle number one, and it's gonna answer that question for you right away. Principle number one is this, yes, but not yet. Yes, but not yet. Never forget this principle because there's probably gonna be a time when this pandemic is behind us and it's in the history books and then there'll be the next global cataclysmic event of some kind and you're gonna wonder, wow, is this a sign of the times? And the answer to that question is yes, but not yet. Jesus said so much right here, Matthew 24 of the birth pains so yes something like this is truly a sign of the end of times you know famines and earthquakes cataclysmic events jesus says these are like the birth pains they're kind of the beginnings of, of the return of jesus kind of the beginnings of the end of the world as we know it but not yet not yet these are only the beginnings he says be careful don't let people lead you astray and say it's happening now it's happening now yes this is a sign that this world as we know it is coming to an end, but not yet. Now, principle number two, Jesus's return will be obvious to everyone. This is a great principle to hang on to because some people are afraid, wow, is this something that, is is it happened already and did I miss it? And people wondered that uh, after Jesus's uh, ascension into heaven, people wondered that, wait, did it happen? Did I miss it? And so this is what he says in verse 27. For as the lightning comes from the east and shines as far as the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, And they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call. And they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. The most important thing you can remember is the nature of Jesus' return. Not necessarily when but the nature of his return and it says very clearly here although there's a lot of follow up questions you might have like wow a sign in the heavens and you know the darkening of the moon and the sun like whoa these are these are some pretty intense descriptions but Jesus's point in this part of his conversation with his disciples is that no one's going to be able to mistake this no one's going to be able to miss this this is a global event when i return the whole world will know it it will happen Globally, that's important for us to remember. It's going to be very obvious when he returns. Principle number three, not even Jesus knows when he is returning. Not even he knows when he is returning. Listen to what he says in verse 36. But concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven nor the Son, but the Father only. This is my favorite trump card When I hear people trying to predict when he's going to return. Throughout my lifetime, there have been several times, you know, the end of the Mayan calendar, a couple of different guys who felt confident that God had given them this is the day he's coming back. And I remember hearing about this and thinking, wow, could they be right? Maybe God told them that. Well, this is the trump card against that concept. Jesus says, not even I know in some miraculous way one third of the trinity the one who is actually returning in the clouds doesn't even know and will not know till another third of the trinity god the father tells him so so remember that when people start predicting you can say okay nope not possible oh not even jesus knows so if he doesn't know no human being on this planet is able to predict the day and the hour that jesus will be coming back now let me give you principle number four Jesus' return is going to catch the world off guard. Did you know this? Listen to how Jesus describes what the world will be like when he returns. Verse 37, For as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day when Noah entered the ark, and they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken, and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken, and one left. Therefore stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. Ironically, we kind of expect Jesus to return and split that sky and show up during a pandemic, however, there's more biblical evidence that supports that Jesus will return at a time when the majority of the world thinks this world is great and they wanna go on living in it and enjoying it. In, in the days of Noah, Noah was the only one that felt there was a need to build a big boat until everyone had to start swimming. And you know, in many ways during this pandemic, we're wondering if this is the sign of the end times and that's a good healthy thing actually. Because most likely when Jesus returns, It will be at a time when the vast majority of the world will have long since forgotten their need of jesus you know you have to remember this if you believe in and follow jesus you're like noah building an ark you're getting ready for something that the rest of the world may not fully understand or even care about and you're watching for the rain of the end times to begin falling when most of the world doesn't even know or understand it or even believe in it that's what it will be like when Jesus returns. Make no mistake about it, throughout scriptures, Jesus makes it clear he's coming like a thief in the night. It's going to catch the vast majority of the world completely off guard. Now, I want to give you one more principle of preparing for the end of the world. And to me, it's the most important one. It doesn't involve toilet paper, pasta, or Clorox wipes. But if we apply this principle, it will absolutely be life-changing for you and for others. I have one final principle for you as we prepare for the end of the world. And listen to what Jesus says as he continues his conversation with his disciples. Verse 43, But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into, Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom his master has set over his household to give them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. So here we go. The final principle, principle number five is this. Until Jesus returns, do your job. Until Jesus returns, do your job. I remember as a Bengals fan, when Coach Marvin Lewis started using Do Your Job as kind of the big theme for the upcoming season. And it was back when we had some really good things going on with Chad Cinco Johnson and Carson Palmer and uh, so many wonderful weapons. And we were supposed to have a good season and probably did have a good season that year. But I remember when he was saying, we're just trying to get everybody on this team, every single snap of the ball, to just do their job. I have to go back to the very beginning of this journey together today, when we saw the disciples staring up into the heavens, staring up into the sky in Acts chapter one, the angel said, stop doing that. Stop gazing up in the sky and go do your jobs. So what is your job? I would describe it simply as this. Be ready and help others get ready. Be ready and help others get ready. That's the job that we have before us. This is how we should be spending our days until Jesus comes back or until we breathe our last breath. In fact, I wanna to read to you a passage. Now, this last verse of this passage I've read to you many times, but I'll read to you the four or five verses before that so you can really see the powerful context of this verse. It says in 2 Peter chapter 3, starting at verse four, they will say, where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things are continuing as they were from the beginning of creation. For they deliberately overlooked this fact, that the heavens existed long ago, and the earth was formed out of water through water by the word of God, and that by means of these the world that then existed was deluged with water and perished. But by the same word, the heavens and earth that now exist are stored up for fire being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill His promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Friends, There's only one explanation to why Jesus has not even returned yet, even before this pandemic. And that explanation is this, that God the Father does not want any single person on this planet to perish. He wants every single person on this planet to have a chance to repent, which means to make a U-turn, to turn their life and place their faith in His Son, Jesus Christ. He wishes for every single person to have that opportunity including you, I want to ask you this question today. Are you ready? Are you ready for the return of Jesus Christ? Are you ready for that day that's gonna catch the whole world off guard where he splits the sky and comes on the clouds? Are you ready for that? Well, I wanna read to you just one more passage. It contains a promise that we often recite at Hickory Grove, but I wanna read to you just a few verses before that. Romans 10, starting at verse 11 says, "'For the scripture says, "'Everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame, "'for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, "'for the same Lord is Lord of all, "'bestowing his riches on all who call on him. "'For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Listen, it's that simple. It changes everything. It will absolutely transform your life, but you can be ready for the return of Jesus Christ in one big awesome moment that's simply called calling on the name of the Lord. So right here and right now, whether you're watching or listening, I want to invite you to do just that. Get ready for the return of Jesus. Get ready for the end of the world by simply calling upon his name right now as we pray. Father, I come before you thanking you that because of what you did by sending your son Jesus to die on the cross and pay for the punishment of my sins, that if we just turn and believe in you and call upon your name, you offer us this free gift of abundant life and eternal life. Oh Lord, I pray right now. That if there are those watching, watching and those listening right now that would just call upon your name and say, Jesus, save me. Here, I give you my old life. Give me new eternal life today. Lord, help everyone that's hearing this and watching this to know that by calling upon your name in faith, that they are now your child forever. They have no reason to fear the end of the world because the end of the world means that they get to be together with you forever and ever in a more glorious place called heaven where there is no more pandemic, no more earthquakes or famines, no more death, no more dying, no more pain. Oh Father, thank you for doing everything so that we could have life abundantly and eternally with you forever. And we pray all these things In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. I hope that if you were not ready for the return of Jesus, that you got ready just now by praying and calling upon the name of Jesus Christ. If you did that, we want to know. Just text the word READY to our landline number, which is 859-356-3162. We want to know so that we can pray for you, so that we can encourage you and even resource you as you continue your journey of, of faith with Jesus during this quarantine and beyond. Now listen, if you already were ready before today or you just got ready just now, remember this, do your job. Do your job. May your life and may your words be an indication to everyone around you that there is a a person by the name of Jesus who loves them, who died for them, and who's coming back to end this world as we know it because he wants to bring us into eternal existence with him forever. May your life and your words point people to that and help them get ready to help the entire world get ready for the return of the King.